Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. I'm Gumshoe Tom. We are Team Binge. We are here to talk about episode two of A Murder at the End of the World. This episode was called The Silver Dewey. You can't just say it. You can't just say Silver Dough. I uh, didn't know that's how that word was pronounced. So mm. The Silver Dough, which is the book that Darby wrote. And I would describe this episode, Tom, as the love story of Darby and Bill, right? Just a beautiful two bangs people. <laughs> sorry, their hair. I'm talking about their hair. This Thank is you a, for clarifying. Thank you for clarifying. For is it a love story or it's like their origin story? I feel like this is more like how they came to be how they met we haven't really seen their their relationship quite much in this one tom um i'm sorry do you hack into a train station's light for someone that you don't love answer me that the times that you've hacked into (laughs) a train station's light system in order to send a morse code message have you loved that person I feel like this is just what hackers do with their free time, just to kind of show the other hacker, hey, look what I can do kind of a thing. I don't know if it's necessarily a, I mean, obviously they're, they're establishing a relationship here, but I don't think it's necessarily to, uh, for love. Okay. Tom doesn't believe in love. Write it down, people. Yeah, All sorry. right. We're going to go through episode two. All I could think about when you said that was like the MIT building where they hacked it so they could pay, play Tetris with the lights on the outside of the <laughs> building. about that. Um, but... We'll dive into some, once again, the murder suspects at the retreat in Iceland. I I don't feel like we get a ton of the other people, even in this episode. We get a little bit more, but really it's it's focused on origin story, like you said, of Darby and Bill. So Yeah, I'm wondering if future episodes we get, I mean, there's because there's a lot of people at this party, and if they're going to try to play the Agatha Christie thing and like who done it, like we need to get these other characters' backstories and see what their motivations and stuff are. Because all we've really been given is like their professions. That's just I, had about the, it. I had that question for you. Do you think it's going to be like the after party where some of these other episodes were going to go into other characters' perspectives to give? I don't think so. You don't I think so? I mean, it's so? only seven episodes. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they have enough time to do that. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's fair. We start this episode with a flashback where the dad, who is the local coroner, and I want to say they're from like Lost Nation or Last Nation, Iowa. I looked this up, Tom. Uh, do you know how many people reside in Lost Nation or Last Nation, Iowa, which is a real place, depending on how you pronounce that first word? 5,000. 430 people. So Ooh. this, and it's less, it's one less, I can tell you, based on uh, where <laughs> these guys arrive. So. Um, all I could think about was, once again, is the dad a murderer? Is this like a Dexter situation where, because was Dexter, what was he? He was a forensic, uh, like forensic scientist. Did you watch yeah, Dexter? Yeah, pathologist or something like Yeah, and he was like, I think he was, um, I don't know. I'm not going to try. Like he was like a consultant maybe. I'm going to come in to like say how these guys died because he was right. a killer and he knew how to do it. But yeah, I mean, what a twist that would be if Darby was the the murderer and like learned this from her dad and it's like going from her perspective and they're, they're just playing with us the whole time that'd be great right. you heard it here first kids uh, Darby's <laughs> the murderer um but maybe the dad anyways so 
we we the present is cyan trying to revive bill and Mm -hmm. she for an astronaut jumps to some mighty conclusions here she's like oh it's probably a morphine overdose we need narcan uh i i don't know and i feel like in the in the last episode when she sees him outside the window he's got like blood all over him not like a massive amount but it's like kind of like on think on his face and on his shirt and i i feel like i mean if this was like they're trying to play it off as an overdose i mean an overdose wouldn't have you I mean, maybe having you like vomit and stuff like that, but it wouldn't be spitting out blood the way it was kind of on his shirt. So yeah, it, it seemed odd to me that they were trying to throw Narcan at him. Tom, I appreciate what you're saying. And I had the same thought. And here's what the show does. This is, this is, this is the issue with you and I watching too much television. You're exactly right. In the first episode, the way they end it, you're like, oh, he's been murdered, like blunt force, tra- blunt force trauma, blood, uh, lots of blood. In this episode, they make a point of saying if he was overdosing, he would have seizured and he hit his head on like a mantle. And that's where mm-hmm. all the blood. They they make a, a comment there, which is okay. very much um, some sort of writing like, hey, we know we tricked you in episode one, but guess what? Like, this is how it all works out. So mm-hmm. uh, this was a point where I also thought like, hey, He's wearing a ring that's like telling his body temperature and stuff. Wouldn't that ring give you some idea of like time of death, what was going on with his vitals, all of those things? Unfortunately, no. Only works for baths. (laughs) (laughs) It can only tell you when you're ready for a cold bath or a hot bath. That's it. When when she checked into the hotel and the butler was like, here's your ring. It does two things. It opens your door and it runs bath. (laughs) <laughs> this ring, the amount of technology in this, more than went up in any spaceship that went to the moon. Um, Four million dollars this ring costs, but it only does two the things. Box it came out of it was a fancy box. This is essentially that one guy that made that juicer that, like, the juice would come to your house and the juicer would squeeze the juice, and then that company got <laughs> destroyed when someone on the internet was like, "You know, you can squeeze these bags by hand, and it's the same exact thing." That's this ring. Is this ring does two things really well? Um, also it like tells you the news. So it's essentially a newspaper, whatever. Mm. Anyways, I was like, this ring should help with murder, but and maybe uh, it will, right? Maybe she's going to like hack into the Gibson and she's going to find information that, that clues her into what happened. I hope so. I hope so. We cut to a flashback of her as a kid. We have this Leanne Duffer, and they say it's a suicide. And the, the cop, very rightly so, is like, you brought your kid? And yeah, her dad's like, oh, it's like, fine. It's bringing your daughter to work day. You think <laughs> I'm not going to bring her to this crime scene where this body's floating? So mm. I think a very important thing that happens in between that flashback and present day is as she is exiting room 11, she runs into the hotel guy and she knocks over T and she says, was that going to room 11? So the idea here being bill ordered T someone ordered T and then there was something purposeful in this that I don't know what conclusions you can draw from it, but it was very interesting that the show itself was like, Hey, she notices that T was headed to this room where this guy 
overdosed mm-hmm. or allegedly overdosed or was murdered, right? This was something. Did you pick up on this? Yeah, it definitely stood out a little bit. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, maybe the guy just likes hot garbage water. So, I mean, he just gets it in the morning. See, so he told the butler, hey, give me some hot garbage water in the morning. And that's where it is. I always thought it would taste like hot brown water. I was right. Yep. The lasso <laughs> of it all. Tom, is it a conflict of interest that Todd Andrews' wife, Eva, is also part of the security team? We've got Todd, yes. An- Todd Andrews and Ava. They're both uh, conflict of interest, right? Because a husband and wife cannot be convicted of the, of same, the same crime. crime. Yeah, yeah it, is, it does true. seem a bit goofy. She's apparently also the pharmacist, just handing out drugs uh, as part of the security as oh. well. So. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. You're in the pocket of Big Pharma. You don't think mm-hmm. we should just be able to take whatever pills we want. Uh, nope. Actually, that would be the opposite of in the pocket of Big Pharma. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it does she, seem goofy that she does take these pills, right? Like she's doesn't she's really them think. She's letting them swab them. She's taking pills. Yeah. She's not very, I don't know. For someone who's suspicious that they're all painting this as like an overdose, she mm-hmm. goes with it. But she's sad. I don't know. What else do you do when you're sad? You well, take they, pills, right? They haven't really, I feel like later on when they, they meet with the whole group, that's where they lay out that this is how they think she died or he died. So I think at this point, she's just in shock and needs to get some get some Z's. I do want to say that when she does take the pill, she instantly feels better. So this episode of uh, Team Binge is brought to you by Pharma. Take your pills. <laughs> uh, cut that into the ad break, Tom. Not please. a specific one, just all of them. Take your pills. <laughs> Not too many, though. Not too many, because no. that's when the lawsuits start. So take the right amount. We don't know what mm-hmm. that is. If, as prescribed as, by your physician. As prescribed by how you feel. I think is as my doctor puts it, um, acupuncture. <laughs> Anyways, we have then the flashback of the backhoe finding the body, and mm-hmm. we have, and I think this is then where we're going to get into the yes. silver jewelry murders that lead to her book, which is there's a teen girl um, with these silver earrings. Dar- Did you get the sense Darby doesn't love cops? Darby, um, although I guess if all your life cops are like, why are you here, girl, at this crime <laughs> scene, then maybe you probably don't have a real affinity towards them. But Well, um, I think her dad even like mentions later on, she she's like trying to solve these cases, but isn't looking at them like objectively or whatever. So she probably just has a, a sense of cops are like, crooked or not doing the right thing and this is also to your point a very small town so this could just be like a local cop that is maybe a jerk and she just doesn't like the guy because he's definitely kind of giving her her crap as as she is him sure now tom i thought it was interesting i you've had this tattooed on your neck for years and i didn't realize what the reference was but no id no justice which Mm -hmm. i don't know as does that mean you're a serial killer where you're like hey if they can't id him no justice or are you sad for the victims we'll never know i don't know why mm-hmm. you have that neck tattoo but well on seems- the other side it's nobody no crime nobody, no crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man golly we will not make reference she gets enough publicity as it is we're not gonna Tay take her- and always use more pre- no, more references we're not gonna give her our tens of audiences members <laughs> so um ooh, didn't like this box her up and send her to storage that mm. ugh, this was depressing. you know who did like it the murderer dad <laughs> the murderer dad <laughs> with his storage room of trophies <laughs> oh. 
She ooh, she couldn't walk away though, Tom. She had to, those earrings so distinct. I didn't realize when she was in her like high school looking at everyone's earrings. I was like, is she trying to find the exact like? <laughs> the she match. was like, she's she's gonna see a match. She's gonna walk over and be like, where'd you get those earrings? The person's gonna be like Claire's at the mall <laughs> where everyone gets their earrings. <laughs> but, I thought it was uh, odd that she like swiped the earrings. I mean, you could have just taken a picture of them. I assume she was going to wear them at some time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Felt cute. Wanted to wear them. Who knows? Yeah. Snaps a picture. Good point. I don't I don't know. Uh, th- this is where the Reddit of it all comes in. And I honestly, oof, I don't, I don't think I've told this story. And I, I'm not going to tell it in full, Tom. But so ultimately, she posts these earrings to Reddit. And she, like, types in, hey, like, you know, body found, Midwest, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's to the, like, cold case Reddit forum. Um, I had a friend, this is a true story in real life, who was having things stolen out of his mailbox. And so because he is the Batman of my generation, he <laughs> got video of the person's car, he put a GPS tracker and a package in his, and he used Reddit to like identify the car. He used Reddit to... And what's funny is when he put up the security like picture of the car of the person that was stealing... Reddit people were like, "Now, like solving crimes is the other forum. They like, they like <laughs> sent him to a different part of Reddit to get his question answered, and they answered it right. They were like, oh, that's a late model Lexus or whatever. Um, I don't know. Reddit's incredible if it's used right. If it's used mm-hmm. wrong, it's also incredible, but uh, I don't know. I think it's... Listen, I went down Reddit rabbit holes when we watched that after party season two, and it is, it's wild. It's a place. It's a mm-hmm. place. <sighs> Anyways, so she meets Kill Bill, which a telling username, right? Bill's username, Kill Bill. Some yeah, I mean uh, you're eventually gonna get killed. That's just a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was he, what was he thinking? <laughs> well, also, like if he's a serial killer, it's kind of like uh, serial killer Bill Farah went on Reddit as Kill Bill. No one saw the signs. <laughs> Neighbors were all like, he seemed like a really nice guy with his hand tattoos and Just his weird he bangs. Just thought he liked the movies. <laughs> Big Tarantino fan. Anyways, mm. all right. Bill's the killer. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, this was a cool like chat back and forth. And then Darby writes... The dead talk to me. Bold thing to say on the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. even with UFOs <laughs> and aliens existing, the dead talk to me is a wild swing. And mm-hmm. then to immediately get a video chat, I don't know. Tom, as someone who spends a lot of time meeting random people on the internet, did all this seem right to you? Was this normal? Could you appreciate this? It, it is wild. Not only just talking to random people on Reddit, but then to hop on a video call is is something. Is Chat it's Roulette still around? That's all I could think about was she was on <laughs> Chat Roulette. Do you remember Chat Roulette, Tom? I never participated, I, but I knew what it was. I knew what it was. I, I feel like you're, you are you might know more than I, based on <laughs> sure. how you're bringing this up. Well, uh, just a lot of genitals. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, Daniel Tosh, I think, taught me what it was. Oh, uh, okay. Video chat comes up and Bill's like, what have you heard? Which is a great line. If someone says the dead talk to me, the immediate response should be, what have you heard? Mm. Meaning, what have the dead told you? And uh, I liked it immediately. Didn't love his bangs. Didn't love his tattoos. I, I would have been terrified had Bill showed up on the video chat. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, he's got a look. It's, it's bangs with a little bit of a mullet as well, which I, yep. I appreciate. Yep. And his username is Kill Bill. And... Mm-hmm. 
you're like when he starts talking you're like are you from iowa or are you from edinburgh because you sound <laughs> british or canadian depending on so it is gonna bother you yes it is gonna continue to bother me <laughs> whatever <laughs> present she goes to breakfast and i did think like the way these people are having breakfast i was like wait do they not know a dude died in room Mm -hmm. 11 because they're like arguing over scrambled eggs and stuff i don't know lee pops up and she's like i'm sorry and hugs darby but um i guess i guess andy was like i'm gonna wait until darby's here and then i'm gonna tell everyone that her friend died or do they know they were friends i don't no, they... I think they do. I think from um, Lee's perspective, she certainly would have um, known some of that backstory. But I think the general idea is like, Edie wants to get everybody together to tell this news and doesn't want to like, I don't know, tell it to a handful of people and then they tell it to everybody else. Like, it, this is the, the community atmosphere that they have at this little treat. The adage I live by, Tom, is you don't want to be the last one holding the bad news bag. So as soon as you can pass that off and tell people, you tell people. That's mm. the adage I live by. Mm. Don't hold on like to that. it. Um, the police are coming, but they're going to take a day. This is very after-party-esque. The <laughs> yeah. police are on their way. It's going to be 24 hours. We're going to have to solve this murder on our own. But no one's trying to solve the murder. Go ahead. Are we only going to get 24 hours of the show? But, I mean, like, the coroners come at the end of this and take the body. So, like, the assumption is the police kind of come and went. Like, they're not going to sit here and interview everybody because Andy's just going to say, oh, it was an overdose and, I don't know, give him money, give him some kind of evidence. I don't think we're going to get the cops involved. No, I'm joking. I don't think it was a 24-hour. I think he just, he says, like, the police are delayed in coming. Yeah. Um, but no body, no crime. Is that why is that going through my head? Did you incept me with more Taylor Swift lyrics? Is that what's happening right now? No, I mean I said it earlier. I don't know why you're saying it again, but I'm for it. Okay. <sighs> I hate you for incepting <laughs> me with no, Tom, forgive me. I've got to now say it seven times because when you say something negative, you gotta overcome it with seven times. So I okay, like I'll count you. It the rest of the pod. I like you. You can't do them all in one. No, nope, that's fine. Cheating. Nope. Person. You get one for this. Two. Nope. Uh, I. Res- wait, 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 wait. Why res- are you struggling res- after two? I respect you. <laughs> Ugh. All right. You know, let's move on. I'll hit the other. I think I've only got one left. I'll hit the other, the last one as we move on. Um, oh, okay. So the gentleman you pointed out in episode one, there was a guy that didn't get five star treatment that he showed up like hopped out of the bed of a truck i believe his name is rohan uh we'll call him because he rode in a truck randomly we'll call him the rider of rohan um (laughs) and he is sad he seems to react very strongly to the death of bill did you catch this did you clock this i did not no not not because i admittedly only watched the second episode once so i i missed that what did he just seem to it just kind of got him more. Yes. Did he seemed to have he, a relationship or he like was everyone else is kind of like butt sniffer sad. He was like <laughs> legitimately very okay. sad. Okay. Um, so I thought that was interesting as a writer of Rohan that he was that sad. Once again, mm. 
This is all part of the Lord of the Rings universe, anyways. Also, the killer with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, plug. We did the Rings of Power show. You can go watch our pods on that. Oh, see how much we enjoyed it. Yeah, we spoilers. We loved it. Just best <laughs> TV show anyone spent a billion dollars on, because um, no one else spent a billion dollars on a show, and it was god awful. Anyways, um, Andy's like Andy Ronson, tech genius, is like, listen, we could all go home and be quitters, um, <laughs> or Bill wouldn't want us to be quitters. And we should stay here and figure out global warming. Real tough to be like, you know what? I'd like to quit. I'd like to go home because there's murdering or ODing happening around. I guess they don't think it's a murder. So I don't know, Tom, do you stay in this situation? You go. I think I'm kind of like, hey, weekend's kind of ruined. Like as good as this omelet is, I'm probably going to head home because that guy died and he was Fangs, the vampire. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna hover over this group, I'd imagine. But I mean, I don't it know. It does not. It, it does doesn't. not happen. They move on to the movies pretty quickly. <laughs> so quickly. They're like, hey, the most important thing we should do right now is watch a movie. <laughs> Go watch a sci-fi <laughs> movie made by AI. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, oh, but, I mean, he makes the case, like, the idea that, you know, bringing everybody together, clearing your schedules, all this stuff, like, when are we going to be able to do this again? I mean, I think that's that's fair enough if they're really trying to solve some sort of global catastrophe but i don't know how they're getting there by watching the sci-fi movie once again this is a show thing the show's like listen the reasonable thing would be these people would all leave because someone died but Mm -hmm. as a writer of the show and we need to keep all all people here we're going to bring up this conversation so lee wants to stay she's like listen community is all we have in the face of loss i was like cool everyone's staying um you know who's not staying? The plumbing in Darby's room because Darby <laughs> shoves so much toilet paper in that toilet ultimately to get the one ring to rule us all, right? She has to go down to the she gets the butler to go check on. I appreciate the butler. He's like, "Yeah, plumbing's not really my thing." <laughs> he still um, runs off though, right? And then yeah, yeah she does. does some little she little hacking be- to seemingly make her key like a, a skeleton key or a skeleton ring that Tom, gives access to everything. She made her ring, the one ring to rule she them all. She forges it. She has. She forges it through hacking, which is what Sauron did. We all know that. Um, speaking of things that Sauron did, she then goes to Bill's room. Uh, Bill just under that plastic sheet, just baking in the heat, just right by the window. They're like, "Hey, we'd like this body to be well done, so we're gonna leave it in the sunshine under plastic where." Uh, it's going to get a little bit funky under there. Just all I could think about was, man, that's gross. Maybe, maybe pack some ice around that body. That's all. But your, I mean, is your assumption is this room has been heavily tampered with, or do you think that they just went with the Narcan thing and covered him with the sheet? Uh, heavily tampered. Okay. Although I don't see, I don't know what we're supposed to think about Ray because she's like in his room and she's like, Ray, talk to me about overdose victims. And I was like, oh, cool. This is a buddy cop movie where it's her <laughs> and AI, which honestly, I'm starting to love AI based on how helpful <laughs> Ray is. So we've been pro AI before. We continue to be pro AI. It's certainly as it writes scripts for. I, I appreciate when FX is going to put out the memo that's like, A Murder at the End of the World was written by AI. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Brit Marling is a robot. Um, I don't know. This is then where she talks to Ray, and they're talking about 
overdose. This was a little bit heavy-handed to me. They're like, oh, who would inject? And sloppy. It's like, what what drug addict who's right-handed would inject into their right arm? I don't know. I I want my mysteries to be a little bit more difficult than this one because she very quickly didn't we know he was murdered i don't know i, I this, well i think that's just the idea right like the, the, the people are telling us that this was an overdose but we very clearly know that we're just trying to get this uh this character in darby to get past that and right and, to unequivocally you know, to say part. he was murdered and so mm-hmm. they're trying to fake it the injector has no prince uh he was injected in his right arm great and then Lee enters, and she's got to hide in the bathroom, um, which I feel like there's a moment here where Lee looks directly at Darby. The way it's cut, I was like, oh, there's no way she did not see her. You you would not not see that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's important is that Lee is, I guess, upset, and she's rifling through his stuff. What's she looking for, Tom? She's looking for artwork. I'll give you choices. Ready? <laughs> She's looking for artwork. She's looking for the blueprints for Zoomer and how he was made as a robot. Or the third and last choice is she is looking for the DNA test that proves that Zoomer is Bill's robot child. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what she's looking for. She makes mention later on that she was like wanted to see Bill's body and then like see it herself or that there was, I I don't, I don't really get what she's, what she's going for. And I don't even know if she's telling the truth to Darby later on. I think we're supposed to be a little bit suspicious of Lee. Like why is she in the OD guy's room looking for clearly like evidence of some kind? Mm-hmm. Um, this cuts she doesn't to, seem to be in on it to me. She's like to me, she doesn't seem to be like trying to hide evidence or like tamper with the scene. Like she's just trying to get to the bottom of the murder, just as probably Darby is. Because mm. I think she's suspicious of it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not ready to make judgments on whether or not Lee is innocent or guilty. That's where okay. I'm at right now. Okay. But I think it's important that Lee brought a internet murder sleuth to a place where someone then got murdered i think that fact does play in her favor mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the thing that doesn't play in the hotel's favor is the soundproofing um <laughs> you can hear the applause happening in this from many rooms away and i would just like a little bit more insulation in between those walls that's all yeah that's fair she entered <laughs> She's like, hey, my best bud was just just died of murder or overdose. What are you guys doing? They're like, uh, I, I'm introducing my new movie, which I wrote with AI. Welcome <laughs> to the sci-fi movie. And they show enough of this movie in the background where I'm like, oh, that's a real bad movie. That's just <laughs> not good. It's 2002, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Tom, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey was on my flight, and I, I was like, Maybe stuck on an airplane. Maybe stuck on a building, put on its side, thrown through the sky (laughs) is the right place to watch this movie. I did not. I watched Saving Private Ryan, which that movie is incredible. Anyways. Yeah, fact. But so, okay, yeah, so they're watching the sci-fi movie, and is it Mitch? Is that the character's name, the the kind of director guy? He's, like, talking about how he used, I I think it specifically is Ray, right, to help him write this movie or a version of Ray. Um, and then at the end of it, he makes this line about like, hey, Ray, hit the lights. 
and then it, no, nothing happens. And then Andy kind of says like, oh, you know, Ray's not good with poetry. You have to be literal. So then he says like, Ray, please turn off the lights and then the lights go off. I feel like that to me is kind of like a big hint for maybe something that happens later. Again, I'm still thinking like sure. it's a Zoomer. Like maybe somebody's going to say something to Zoomer. He's going to take it literal and not take it for like a saying or a phrase or a slang or something like that. So sure. I want to kind of put that that in my back pocket and, and kind of keep an eye out for it. Sure. There's a scene where Zoomer's about to do a skit for the group because this is a, you know, a team building exercise. Mm-hmm. And Improv. before he goes on stage, someone goes, hey, Zoomer, break a leg. And then you watch this kid <laughs> just shatter his femur in front of everyone. And you're yep. like, oh, he's so literal. Oh, mm-hmm. and then everyone's like laughing and applauding. And Zoomer's just writhing in pain. Well, fake pain because he's a robot on the stage. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like where you're where you're coming from. I I I think what's interesting is when uh, Mitchell Mitch whatever his name is, the director, writer, movie maker is talking about collaborating with Ray. He's like like in a world where the entertainment business is like AI's bad. We shouldn't don't let him use it. Like humans should write this stuff. He makes a case where he's like Listen, I've only read so much. I've only seen so much. Ray's read it all. He's mm-hmm. seen it all. He's read Shakespeare. He's like, and so like me to rely on him to help me with this, that's why. Honestly, I was like, I'm kind of on board with AI. That makes sense. Like, <laughs> he, like it's like Neo in the Matrix downloading everything into his brain and then being able to use it. Um, so we fake we're pro-AI. After listening to the director's speech, I'm now pro AI, Tom. Big fan. Yeah, it's of AI it's the difference the... between having AI write and do everything for you versus using AI as a tool or an assist to help you do something else. Like that's sure. where a lot of the generative AI right now with like ChatGPT. Like I can write a letter, but then I can put that letter in ChatGPT and make it sound a lot prettier by just gussing it up or tweaking and changing it or editing the grammar or whatever else. So there's there's uses for it for for sure, but. Yeah, in, in cinema and art, and that's definitely a, a very subjective uh, conversation. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't realize you were out of the pocket of big AI. Mm-hmm. I'm in the pocket. I love it. Send me, uh, I don't know, Bitcoin? Does AI still pay people <laughs> in Bitcoin? Bitcoin Crypto's doing great thing? this year. Crypto's doing a thing. Anyways, all right. Uh, Darby tells Lee, I, I felt like this was strange. She like confides in Lee very quickly where she's like mm-hmm. building and inject himself. And then she's like, what were you looking for? Like I knew you were in the room mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like we're so early in this. You don't have any allies. So don't lay your cards on the table. But she, I guess because Lee's maybe her hero and based on what she saw in the room, like, did you feel it was quick to, kind of give this stuff to Lee or let Lee know what your thoughts were? Yeah, I think so. I think she feels like she has a kinship with Lee and I don't really know what, if any sort of relationship they have. Like, again, like Lee were kind of coming up and like hugging her right away and like consoling was seemingly a little bit out of place-ish. I don't, I don't really know what the relationship is, but I agreed. It kind of took me out a little bit, but I'm assuming that's just a show thing to, to move this relationship on. 
Sure. Also, there's a movie playing, so is this the right time to be discussing about the real death of someone while maybe <laughs> the greatest sci-fi movie in the world is playing, right? Listen, when Andy does that like big shoulder turn, like massive, and like didn't tell them to shush, didn't tell them to be quiet, but he was very heavily implying it, I thought that was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. He went a lot further than I would go in a movie theater. I would do like the half shoulder turn to say like, hey man, I hear you. Let's, let's, let's quiet it down. But he like stared daggers at him. Uh, I watched the third uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movie in the theaters and these two dudes next to me, I don't even think they were that bad, but they kept talking. And eventually I told, I was like, hey, can you guys stop talking? And I felt terrible the rest of the movie after the movie. <laughs> I like hung Why? out afterwards and I was They're like, jerks. I should go apologize because they weren't. They were just nerds that wanted to talk like it. It was like borderline. And eventually you get yourself so worked up. You're just like, hey, can you guys shut up? And it's <laughs> they did not deserve the amount of heat I brought to them. I still think about how bad uh, I feel about telling them to shush, which... Listen, you're in a movie theater, quiet down. You should not be jawing back and forth or whatever else. You you are in the right. Yeah. When I was texting all of my friends about it while I was at the movie in the theater, I just felt real... Felt real bad. Anyway, I'd rather somebody be texting than be chatting next to me. Oof, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Unless it's AI, big AI mm-hmm. guy over here. All right. Um, Lee does this thing where she, I guess, Darby like expresses the need to get into the cameras, and Lee, uh, not very subtly, like gives her kind of the in. She's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I loved how you used my Mattel pager trick on the garage." <laughs> um. I, well, she even ends it by saying, like, don't get caught. Like, just trying to say, like, hey, listen, I know you're going to sleuth. I know you're going to look into this. Like, be cautious. Don't get caught. So what's funny is she told her all this, but I don't feel like she used it to get into the cameras. Like, she still had to, I don't know. Well, I do think hacking? this was like a, I think the idea is, like, the kind of hack that she did with this garage uh, thing okay. is a similar type of hack in terms of, getting into this i don't know she's like a lighting system right because then she put like a light bulb a smart light bulb out and that got her access so i think it's just like a means to it it's not like she used the same little handheld device sure sure see this is why i need you tom because you're the expert hackers i'm Mm -hmm. i'm just the guy that watched that angelina jolie movie uh, about the hackers it was called like kids kids computers computers yeah yeah, that's what it was so (laughs) Uh, that's my reference point. So it's nice to have a real life mm-hmm. hacker that I can talk to a, a gumshoe, a hacker and a lover. Might I say, you know, the, threat, three, baby. the three things that I will say about you at your funeral, <laughs> please. And on my tombstone, I, I'm not going to be there. You, I'm going first. We all know it's it. True. So we're back in a flashback. We have Bill and Darby discussing that they think they found a living Jane Doe. Um, mm-hmm. I found this competition kind of funny. They're like, oh, I'll find one first. And you're like, these are people that are almost murdered or going to be murdered. Let's maybe. Anyways, so we have a 
possible Jane Doe, and I wrote that Bill likes hacking and that Darby is unhackable. I'm sure that's a bit of dialogue I felt was important, but <laughs> Lord knows how much I had to drink when I wrote this outline. So <laughs> let's move on to um, the... Oh, he. this is where he makes the offer. He's like, I'll drive to Iowa and pick you up. And man, she like cold shoulder went dark on that idea real fast she's like oh i've got a bath drawn and i need to milk the cows and do chores i've got a what does rusty say when his dad's like hey rusty let's check every light bulb on the house he's like i've got a <laughs> comes I've got a, every excuse yeah, i got to feed the pigs i got to walk the dog yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what she does here when he <laughs> offers to drive to iowa um it like made it real though right like because like the video calls the chat and all that stuff back and forth is one thing but like actually meeting face to face is is a different a different step oh yeah exactly it, exactly it's like any one of those only fans relationships you have where mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. anyways just virtual Oof. baby yeah just just virtual just like virtuosity the best uh movie about computers <laughs> with russell crowe and denzel washington Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, hey, just turn on Find a Friend. I was like, very creepy. That's something I've never said to anyone and probably won't in my life. Oh, you're not um, a hacker. <laughs> I'm not a hacker. That's good. Good I do it my hacker buddies all the time. Uh, this leads to the lovely scene where they fall in love, where she rides her bicycle to a abandoned railroad station where I'm yes. sure multiple people have been murdered. Uh, only to find that her and the disgruntled lady that's wandering the streets get to watch Morse code Happy Birthday Darby, which means Mm -hmm. he found her birthday, hacked into a train station, and learned Morse code. Is this the greatest love story that's ever been written, Tom? (laughs) Is Did Nicholas Sparks miss when he did not write this love story? My question it's like, to you, sir. It's like a love, actually, but instead of having cue cards, it's lights on an abandoned trailway. Never railway. seen it. Uh, know it's referenced in Ted Lasso, a show that we did uh, three seasons of podcasts on, which we're most known for. Um, but I love a love, actually, reference because I don't understand it and I won't respond to it. Mm-hmm. Well, you just you hate normally. You don't love, actually. <laughs> that's a better that's good that one's that's good i'm gonna listen. i don't know if it is good but no it is you. i'm gonna think about it for a long time that one <laughs> that one's gonna reside with me in my soul that was good tom oh, i appreciate lovely. you uh oh there's seven there's my seventh compliment you're welcome all right i think all of this leads to her remembering like led bulbs can be programmed and so she then pulls a bulb finds out Zoomer's birthday is the password, which allows her to get into the cameras. And you know what I don't love, Tom? I don't love, like, random security footage that you have to wait for the jump scare. Don't like it. (laughs) Don't love it at all. We find Zeba at Bill's door. Um, We haven't really gone into Zeba. Zeba was... Which one was Zeba? Was she the... She was the end-to-end encryption person. And she kind of goes to the door. Because, again, the whole thing is we've got a camera at Bill's door just, like, looking out into the hallway. Ring. We're not sponsored by them. We could be. (laughs) Ring. (laughs) When you want to know who's murdering you at your door, ring. Uh, (laughs) Monthly subscriptions that end once you've been murdered. 
<laughs> Use the promo code Team Bitch. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we don't really know what her backstory is, but this gives us a little bit of like, okay, suspicion, and maybe we're going to, I mean, not maybe, we're going to find out more about what she was doing, why she was kind of at that door. But I think like the most interesting thing in here is like the lights in the hallway. So after we see Zeba, she, she's there for a little bit, she leaves. Then we see like lights come on in the hallway and then lights go off. So the, the assumption is there, the door is opening, somebody's coming in and the door is closing. But the we way don't this camera see the is on camera, you're saying. We don't see it. And the way okay. this camera is kind of shot and angled, I think the uh, argument could be made. A kid could be coming into this room uh, because they're small and they're out of frame. Oh, wow. So oh, like, and wow. like, so oh. that, that tells me like, that's, that's kind of what's going on. This kid is entering the room, but you can't see it. Um, it also goes back to the whole, like no prints being on the injector. Like if this is like really a robot kid, maybe the robot kid doesn't have fingerprints. So again, it's still kind of leading me in that direction. Tom, a lot of respect. Did not even think about the height difference between mm -hmm. a kid and an adult. I do think from a hotel perspective, that camera is poorly placed. It should <laughs> yeah. cover anyone standing in the doorway. Mm -hmm. um, that's why we use Ring. Ring gives you a <laughs> 720 degree view of... 720 would be... I'm not going to do that math. I think it's a snowboarding trick. Um, anyways, we... Good point. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, the You do notice, yeah, the light and dark of the door opening, and you wonder, mm -hmm. okay, so Zoomer's the killer. Interesting, interesting, interesting. The way they, you mentioned the jump scare too, like there shouldn't have been a jump scare here, right? Like she's watching camera footage. Like there shouldn't have been like a jump in the camera and then somebody staring right at it. So the idea maybe somebody's playing around with the camera right. footage and maybe they locked it out. But I, I don't know, like, do you think this, this guy in the mask actually enters the door? He's just kind of standing by it. We don't actually see him, like, walk past the camera or anything. And there's also a very weird deal where, like, the mask seemingly, like, digitally changes. Like, it's this weird, like... Glitch in the Matrix? Like, yeah, well, it's like, well, it starts as this, like, plaster of Paris looking, just two eye holes, bright white mask. And then as he kind of steps back, he or she steps back, it, like, digitally changes and almost is, like, clear or black. Like, I don't know what to make of this quite yet. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I just know that it scared me. and <laughs> It was good. It would have been better had the person in the mask, like, slowly walked over to the room, like, checked the number, like, looked at their paper, checked the number again, make sure they're at the right room, instead mm -hmm. of just throwing their face in the camera <laughs> like they yeah. do in the show. So, so good. Um, but I appreciate what the show's doing. They're throwing us some confusing stuff. Uh, I hate when you can solve a mystery in episode one or two. So, mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to be confused for a little while. Have some mystery. What is life, but not a little bit of mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, the coroner shows up and takes the body and there's not a lot of pomp and farewell. They just take Bill away. Mm-hmm. You'd think the coroner would use some of that snow outside to really pack that icicle in a little bit, but they do not. No, at this point, he's probably burned to a crisp, standing that uh, that window for so long. Maybe, now that I'm thinking about, I recently watched John Carpenter's The Thing, the one with Russell Wilson, I'm going to say. Russell Wilson. Yeah, the quarterback right. for the Broncos? Yeah, the well, Seahawks, uh, now Broncos. Um <laughs> 
And uh, maybe this is a shared universe. Maybe the thing is just uh, killing people. But we'll see. Possible. You never know. We have a flashback of a hitchhike to Ray's Tavern where she meets Bill. And Mm -hmm. man, I don't. Here's what I don't understand. When you walk into a bar and you see Bill and Bill sees Darby, why did they not? invert themselves and touch bangs like so make (laughs) where her bangs end and his bangs start connect i feel like that would be the secret handshake that would unite these two people with these god-awful bangs right yeah but then you get like caught and tangled together you don't want that i mean mean, you gotta you gotta also make mention of bill's like dope argyle sweater he's got kind of going it's uh it's a bold choice and i love it is bold the right word tom it's great. You know, so I, what I liked about this episode, and I very much enjoyed it, was like kind of the way they like like buttoned it, I guess. So the start of the episode is like the finality of their relationship, right? Like Bill dying and Darby seeing the whole thing. And now this episode um, finishes with their like first face-to-face meeting. I thought it was kind of very poetic and, and the way it was shot and done. And then like even like uh, Bill's smile that he kind of gives as he finally sees her in the bar um it's it's great and i want to know more about their relationship yep yep i agree i agree i i've enjoyed the show i really have i feel like uh, i don't even think it's a slow burn i think it's well paced i've enjoyed Mm -hmm. the mystery of it all um tom i'd like to talk suspects because the overarching question other than the flashback stuff which i think they're just gonna like slowly reveal and i think it's good storytelling the real thing here is you know, was Bill murdered? Um, I think we all agree that he was, and who killed him. In my mind, the two main suspects, the way the show is telling the story, is it's either Clive Owen, Andy Rodson, or Lee. Like, I feel like those are our two. Mm-hmm. I know you have Zoomer in there somewhere. I, I, I And I'm going off of... Honestly, you blew my mind with the Zoomer thing in the door, so I don't really know. Um, but well, because I'm with you too, right? Like, so if it's one of those main characters, I think that is very fair. Like one of these oddball people that just got invited for them to like want to murder somebody else. Like we haven't gotten any backstory that there's like gripes between anybody. I mean, you right. can maybe like maybe Zeba was just at the door because she's a super fan. Like we know that she really liked Fang. Like not necessarily her wanting to murder, her, but maybe it's a a passion that led to murder. Like, I don't know. I, I'm agree with you. I don't think that's where it's going. And in my mind, I think they've laid enough breadcrumbs in these first two episodes to m- still make me think Zoomer, but it's not necessarily Zoomer, like wanting to do this stuff. He's like just a rogue AI that is under Andy's control or whatever. And he's trying to cover it up. Sure. So I think the obvious answer, like what they've telegraphed is if there is a relationship between Lee and Bill, then the jilted party is Andy, Clive Owen, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as as they say in Michael Fassbender and David Finch is the killer, it's <laughs> always either the boyfriend or the husband or whatever. So I think from the obvious standpoint, I don't think it's going to be Clive Owen. My, like, gut initial is it's Lee in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's interesting because Lee is like a hero of Darby's. So mm-hmm. if Lee is the bad guy in this, then that is an extra wrinkle for 
Darby. But two episodes in, I don't feel like since we haven't really met the other guests in totality, I think it's preemptive. But mm-hmm. my gut right now is that Lee uh, had something to do with it. How do you feel gotcha. about that? I like it. No, I, th- I think that's good. I kind of subverse that whole idea of, because again, the, the general consensus is, yeah, Andy's this just rich billionaire guy that's bringing these people in. He's got some sort of ulterior motives, but I mean, Lee invited people to this party too, so she might, you know, have the same. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. Right, right, right. And she's right. a hacker. You can never trust hackers. You we learn anything tr- from Angelina's Angelina's Go Jolie movie, Laptoppers. Yep, can't trust hackers. Kids with computers. The movie. Mm-hmm. That's. I think that was the French interpretation of it. Also, right, yeah. uh, if you're a adulterer. I would argue don't invite your lover to the eight-person round table where you're stuck in Iceland with your husband. I would Fact. say that's maybe yeah. a bad move. But mm-hmm. having not been in that specific situation before, similar situation, but not specific, mm-hmm. that would be my advice. So yeah. mm-hmm. that is episode two. We will be back for episode three, which... I very much look forward to Tom. You picked the show and you did a great job. I appreciate you. That's I think an eighth compliment I've given you. So I'm well over when I told you I hated you. Damn. You could bank that to make fun of me later. Yes, bank. yes, please bank that. Um, you can reach out to us once again. We love to hear from people. Um, you will get a response from us because honestly, we're not that busy. Um, you can email us at teambingepodcast at gmail dot com. We once again, if you have theories, if you have stuff we missed, details we missed, we will hear from you. If we got something mm-hmm. wrong, we'll read it. Will we acknowledge it? No, because <laughs> we don't acknowledge when we're wrong, and that mm-hmm. is the American in us. Um, mm-hmm. Tom, what did I miss? Yep, follow us on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at Team Binge or at Team Binge Podcast. Uh, and if you like our show, please check out like our back catalog. We have a lot of the fun shows, Ted Lasso. The After Party, Outer Range, uh, what else we do? The Last of Us, we mentioned The Rings of Power. Uh, a lot of fun shows that we do these little episodic uh, deep dives. So if you've seen any of those and, and want to listen to more of our shenanigans, please, uh, please go check it out. Sure. Our ultimate goal is to eventually get to a part where we go through every episode of Tom and I's favorite show. Tom, let's say it together. One, two, three. Sex Buffy in the, the City. Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh so close. Um and so we can only do that from the support of viewers like you, just like PBS. <laughs> um, if you're viewing us, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Wait, wh- where is Or maybe you're doing it really right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're a hacker and you've got access. <laughs> All right. We'll see you for episode three of A Murder at the End of the World, Only in the Buildings. Um, <laughs> which is also a show about murder. But anyways, I've been Julian. And I've been Gumshoe Tom. Till next time, everybody.